Hey Sarah, my name is Joseph Brakich. I'm an online personal trainer. I help people all around the world get into shape through my meal plans, workout programs, uh, which is all available via my JRF mobile app. Awesome. Hey Joe, my name is Sarah and I'm a product marketing specialist at Macraptive and I'm also the host of the One Up Project podcast. So Joe, how important is it to you to take care of your mental health as a creator with such a big following? I think it's super important um, because there's a lot of pressure now and age with all the social media. Everyone's trying to post up um, their life, what they're doing. They might not get the engagement or the likes that they want in so many different platforms. So it can also be stressful trying to create all this content for all these different platforms as well. Uh, but I think, you know, the most important thing is just to do what you love and what you enjoy and don't look at content creation as too much of a job. Just try and bring the fun out of the content creation and, and just focus on that. And if you do that, you'll be enjoying what you're doing, what you're posting, what you're talking about, your message and all of that. And then it's going to be a lot easier because it's going to feel like um, it's going to feel like fun instead of feeling like a job, even though it is technically a job on the lower level. But try and bring that fun side out of it. And if you can do that, um, I think that's super important. Mm, yeah, I have to say for me, mental health is definitely number one priority over everything else. Mm -hmm. And touching on what you're saying around the fun aspect, as soon as content creation stops being fun for me, that's when I know I've taken it too far mm -hmm. in one area and it's no longer right for whatever reason. So I have to always enjoy it, which obviously contributes to a positive mental headspace when creating content. Yep. But also, I guess, making sure that I set boundaries with what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So for me, say... If something becomes too overwhelming and I feel like comparison is creeping in or mm -hmm. I'm getting overwhelmed with stress with how much I have to do, I'll know and recognize that that's my boundary and okay, it's time to do something like working out for me. I'm sure it's similar yep. for you. It's like a huge stress release, um, specifically running. Like I find that to be a massive stress reliever. So knowing that I have those things when I feel like that is really important for me to put mental health as the number one priority. And I guess like walk the talk because something I speak about a lot too and probably you as well with trying to tell people to be consistent with their meal plans is like you have to be able to focus on your mental health over I speak a lot about money and so you know money isn't the most important thing in the world you have to prioritize yourself too yeah and so being able to recognize that is, is really important um, part of it 100% and I also think people need to realize that a lot of people end up comparing themselves with other people on social media. But what they need to realize is everyone on social media is just putting up the highlight of their life. Mm. Like they're not posting up on a Sunday morning when they just woke up, haven't done their hair and just sitting on the couch. Like they're only posting the highest quality moment. So when you do compare yourself to these other people on social media, you just have to remember and have to understand that this is the top 1% of their life that they are showing. Yeah. Um, so don't always try and compare yourself to someone's social media because that way it can <laughs> hinder on you. So yeah, just take everything with a grain of salt, I guess. Mm, definitely. I think it, uh, around what I talk about, which is a lot to do with money and often people who can speak about financial literacy and how they grow money over time or how they become the most confident version of themselves or whatever aren't like you say showing that version of themselves yeah so i try my hardest to be as vulnerable as possible with that yep. but it's also hard for us on that side to be that vulnerable person <laughs> because you have to show you know your personal life or the mm. things that are going on behind the scenes which 
is hard at the end of yeah, the day. You, is, know, you yeah. don't always want to show those things, but it is important to be able to normalize it as well. Yep, I agree 100%. Whose responsibility do you think it is to take care of your viewers' uh, mental health? Mm, I think this is a really interesting question. And there's, there's two kind of sides to it as well. I think if you've never created content before, it's quite hard for you to understand what it is like on the content creator side of things. And then if you are the content creator, of course, sometimes it can be hard to empathize with those who are just viewing the content as opposed to putting it out there themselves. Uh, but I think there's, a, there's responsibility on both ends. Mm -hmm. And something I often tell the people I talk to is like, you have to also be able to curate your social media feed to fit your lifestyle and what's happening at, at that time. Um, because obviously social media is a huge driver of people not feeling good enough about themselves or are feeling like they're missing something within their life. And I think that is so dependent on who it is you follow and who you consume. Uh, that's why TikTok's an interesting one because I love TikTok, but I'm yeah. always on my For You page, not my following. So it's like anything could be popping up there. Yeah. There's no way to yeah. control it. <laughs> But on Instagram specifically, you have that control to choose who you're following and to unfollow or to mute those people who aren't maybe motivating mm. you. And if you're in a stage in your life where, for example, you really want to get serious about your health and fitness journey, like make that the majority of who you follow and those people be positive role models in that space. Mm -hmm. And I think you'll find that you'll experience that comparison element of social media a lot less and you'll probably, your mental health will benefit for it. And then on the creator side of things, I think it's also always important to be really empathetic of what your uh, clients or your followers are going through, what they could potentially think, because you know the community you built and, and yep. you understand uh, what their problems might be or who they might be. Uh, and so it's important to carry that empathy through with your content. And I always try to do that just through little things like in the captions or what I yeah. say. Uh, and just being aware of it and, and like we were talking about before being able to be vulnerable first is going to allow you to connect with your audience so much more and it's going to help them to feel like they can be vulnerable with you too and that's when you start creating that really positive space within social media I think yeah what do you think yeah I agree it should all be about positivity um, and spreading that message and trying to upbring your audience mm. instead of you know doing posts where it's kind of like making them realize oh yeah, I'm not this or I'm not that. Um, so I think as a content creator, they should really focus on just uplifting the audience and pushing that positivity um, in excessive amount. Mm. <laughs> and I think that's the best way. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So what do you think is a driver for like negativity online, haters and trolls and people yeah. like that? I think because in the social media space, um, some people just don't feel good about themselves for whatever reason i'm not sure but to make them feel better they almost feel like they have to try and bring someone else down um so they'll attack someone they'll put someone down in attempt to try and make themselves feel better where well, that's not really the solution or the answer and you know i think it's just they they want a response as well they want mm -hmm. some you know headbutting going on they want some feedback and i think gary v um, explained it the best when it comes to this you should focus on building the biggest building in the city by building the biggest building in the city you shouldn't try and have the biggest building in the city by tearing everyone else's building down mm. and I think that's what so much people focus on now they just attack each 
each and every one to try and bring them down so they feel up here where they need a mind switch and <laughs> a new way of thinking and just trying to level up and get better themselves yeah but i also think you know if you are the content creator who gets all this negativity and hate you shouldn't like take it to heart or anything mm. kind of um don't take it personal otherwise it can really affect you and it can affect your mental health if you let all these little you know comments or remarks get to you mm. do you know what i think is is the best way for the creator to overcome that negativity is to try your hardest to have as much empathy for that hater as possible mm -hmm. and to really think why are they saying that okay they must be going through something what is that the more like empathy you can have towards that person the more just sad you feel for them yeah. and the more you want to help them as opposed to feel angry towards them or resentment yeah. because you know that what they're saying is is not built in any kind of truth it's built in their own insecurity yeah. that's coming from whatever their life experience has been and the more empathy you can push towards that person um the more likely they are to probably rethink their own behavior as well but even just personally for you being able to approach it like that in your mind is yep. what's going to help you move on and get over those comments a lot easier what steps do you take sarah to look after your own mental health uh i'd say there's a couple of things the first one is definitely working out as i mentioned before i think getting into the gym or some physical exercise and Every day, if I can, is going to be number one thing. Mm -hmm. I often feel, I mean, I think most people who work out regularly know that after you finish a workout, you just feel on top of the world. Everything's racing around, you feel great. So that's definitely number one. Um, number two is probably just having an acknowledgement and an understanding of how I feel. Yep. Because so often people don't recognize how it is they feel in a certain situation, or I used to be the kind of person that if I felt, um, upset or embarrassed or overwhelmed i would just try and move past that as quick mm -hmm. as i could and like let's just forget about it and move on to better things but I, I sometimes don't think that's the right thing to do i think it's sometimes it's positive to sit in that emotion mm -hmm. and think why do i feel this way and then to make a decision about how you're going to move forward from there so acknowledging that and having boundaries around that i think is really important um and yeah giving myself the time to do those activities that rebuild my energy uh, so whether that's spending time alone or whether it's spending time with specific people in my life who I know kind of rebuild that energy, yep. <clears throat> that's really important to know and, and to be aware of and to use that um, to your advantage, I suppose. What yep. do you use as tools for your mental health? Um, so for me, 100% fitness. Uh, it's what I enjoy, what I love. I love lifting weights. So because that gives me endorphin release and makes me feel good, it puts me in that positive mindset. But, you know, fitness doesn't have to be about lifting weights. It's whatever you enjoy. If that's um, swimming, if that's running, if that's going on a hike, whatever it is to make you feel good. If it's got the fitness aspect to it, I think it's super important. Also, I believe hanging around with people that have a positive outlook on life um, and who are uplifting. You don't want to be hanging around with negative people uh, that only talk bad about other people and bring other people down because then it just gets your mindset on that level so i think it's super important hanging around with people like-minded people that are all positive and uplifting mm, yeah i feel you know how they say um when it comes to when you meet someone who you love they're like when you know you know i feel like it's like that with people who uplift you as well when you meet people in your life mm -hmm. who uh 
give you that energy and make you want to do good things in your life and motivate you to like just get started on whatever it is you're wanting to do you know when you leave those interactions that you feel good about it because it leaves you wanting more of them yeah and i think if you can seek those out in your life like you said you'll always be surrounded by that kind of energy which is so important to help you not only just remain a positive person but actually support you in achieving your goals as well I'm really keen to hear for you how kind of online toxicity has compared to in-person toxicity. Like, have mm-hmm. you ever had people come up to you in real life and, and say things that they would say negatively online to you? Never, not once. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because when you're online, you're anonymous um, and you're hiding behind, you know, an avatar. YouTube seems to be the worst because no one's really their own name or their own profile on YouTube, they're just anonymous users. So because they're anonymous users and no one knows who they are, they can say whatever they want. But they wouldn't say that in real life because they'll probably end up getting punched in the mouth if they did that. (laughs) (laughs) I think Mike Tyson, uh, he had a really good quote. He said, too many people um, are too comfortable with talking trash online um, and not getting punched in the mouth for it. And then just recently, he actually punched someone on the airplane that wouldn't leave him alone. Not condoning that or anything, but like people just know that they can say whatever they want online and get away with it because they don't know who they are. We're online. I mean, we're offline, sorry, in the real world. There's not that same negativity and not not that same um, toxicity because you will probably get punched in the mouth if you Mm -hmm. say something to someone's face. So I'm not sure how you're going to get around this, but... Mm. Well, it's rooted in insecurity, isn't it? Like people have these insecurities, so they go when they, where they can be anonymous and yeah. be whoever they want to be. Because in the real world, they're not happy with that version of mm-hmm. themselves. So why would they ever kind of show that to other people? And I think when you're insecure, a huge part of that is you're hiding so much of yourself, which you can't do in real life. And so that's when you really start to notice the difference between people like that is when you might talk to someone like that in real life it's quite hard to identify if they would be this keyboard warrior type (laughs) um and so yeah i I would be the same i've never had anyone you know make any kind of negative yeah not negative judgment um but something i would say is is the difference between constructive criticism online and in person it's like if someone's giving you criticism online sometimes because of that whole keyboard warrior thing they can feel more confident to say it in a sharper less more direct way direct yeah, way yeah. but in person when someone's giving that to you obviously they're going to be kinder because they have to look you in the eye and yes, say it to yeah. you and it's also a lot you take it on board a lot more i think because you take it a lot more seriously if someone is to make the effort to come up to you and mention something yeah. that they think is going to help you as opposed to just stating something online and just saying do with that what you will because that's <laughs> my opinion kind of thing Trainers, they go through a lot when it comes to launching their online platform for the first time and releasing their app to everyone. There's obviously a lot of stress and overwhelm that can come with that and maybe a bit of insecurity as well. Mm -hmm. How did you handle that when you launched and how would you um, advise other people in terms of tips for them when it comes to their mental health around launch? Yeah, so it can be a stressful time. Um, For some reason, I feel like I can handle stress pretty well, but... You know, sometimes you get overwhelmed with so much things to do and so much tasks to complete, to go live, to launch your app or whatever it is. I think you can be understanding that it's gonna be a lot of work and it's gonna be a lot of time and it could get stressful. And if you can understand that, then you can kind of take a step back and just realize, okay, it's gonna be stressful, but we're eventually gonna get through it. Um, 
and just you know if if it's too much or if it's getting too stressful take a break take some time off um just you know go reset yourself and then come back when you can it's not like you don't have to be doing it 24 7 foot on the throttle the entire time so if you can understand that you can just be understanding of what the situation you could be going through it's going to be a little bit easier to handle um and i think that's the best way to approach it yeah i think it when it comes to a lot of big things often breaking it down making it simple one step at a time mm-hmm. is always going to be a lot more efficient than trying to do it all at once and becoming overwhelmed yep that's so true um this is a little bit of a weird story but like same thing with the gym like if i'm training and i'm doing leg press a heavy set for 20 reps if it's really heavy and i do three reps it's hard for me to get the, the other 17. Because I'm like, oh, that's so far away. That's it's going to be hard. So what I do, I break it down into little segments. I'm going for 20, but in my mind, I'm telling myself I'm only going for five. Done those five, and I'm like, okay, I'll do another five. Done those five, and I'm about to do another five. Now I'm at 15. I know I've only got five more more to do, mm-hmm. and it helps me get to that 20. So same thing with you know your workload. You break it down into little segments, and it makes it so much easier to complete. Because you're not looking at the overall, <laughs> you're just looking, okay, I need to do this. Once you've done that, oh, I need to do this. Mm. And you can chip away at it a lot easier. For sure. Being able to spend some conscious time alone mm-hmm. is really important. Like not just you've ended a big day, you're now by yourself making dinner and that's when you take a breath. It's like setting out time aside for yourself on a Saturday or whatever it is to do a specific thing. Um, where you're having that time to de-stress and you know that you've blocked out this time specifically to relax because I think that if that comes at the end of the day when you've just had a a big day of doing all of this stuff you don't actually consciously take the time to de-stress you're just sort of like oh that's the end of the day now moving on to the next thing Mm -hmm. I think when you set aside that time um, by yourself and like take yourself out on a date or do whatever it is you want to do uh, it really helps you to just disconnect for a bit and then realign yourself with what's coming up next. Yeah. What would you say for you? Yeah, I've actually got two. So, yeah, one of them is definitely downtime, having that downtime uh, where you're not working. So, for me, it'd be going out with my wife for dinner. Um, you know, we go out for dinner and just talk about everything but work. Mm-hmm. So, it kind of gets me to disconnect. Uh, but another thing that really helps me is getting massages. And the reason I say getting massages is because, you know, if you're at home and you go and relax or you go and chill out, what do you do? You're on your phone, you're scrolling, so your mind's still working. Mm. With a massage though, you can't use your phone, you're face down with your head in the thing, and all that you can do is just blank out and think in your own thoughts. I don't meditate or I don't do anything like that, but it's almost a form of meditation for me. Just because you're by yourself for that 60 minutes in your own head, there's no other noise, you're not on social media, you're not watching TV consuming other information, you're not reading consuming other information, so it feels quiet in here and you can just kind of zone out and that really helps me. Mm, Definitely, I love that. Hey guys, thank you very much for watching the video, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you like and subscribe. And also, if you have any tips about mental health, uh, leave a comment down below and let me know what that number one tip would be from you. Yeah, and if you're keen to get a bit more specialised guidance around how to build your online health and fitness business, 
then go to our website, www.macreative.com. Link will be in the description down below.